Hello, ako si Des Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga mayinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang mga petisyon laban sa kandidatura ni Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. Nagsampang ilang mga grupo para harangin ang pagtakbo sa pagkapangulo ng anak ng diktador. Hindi rin siya maaaring tumakbo sapagkat isa siyang convicted criminal. Tungkol saan bang tax conviction na hinarap ni Marcos noong 1997? Gaano katagal ang aabutin ang proseso ng pagtinig sa mga petisyon na ito na inihain sa Commission on Elections? Kasama ko ngayon si Lian Buan, Raptor reporter who covers the courts and also the campaign of Marcos para talakayan ng isyong ito. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. Maraming salamat, Dudes. Uh, you're welcome. So Lian, please tell us about the petitions filed against Bongbong Marcos. What do they argue against his candidacy? Alright, siguro um, uh, let's start with uh, differentiating a petition to cancel a COC and the petition for disqualification. Ang final so far ay isang petition to cancel COC. This is the same as a petition to deny due course um, sa candidacy ni Bongbong Marcos. Um, and then another, kasi nag, nag expiring deadline to uh, to file a petition to cancel COC nung November 2 um the group of uh Fidesz Slim of Kapatid and the rest represented by Ted they was were able to file uh, on the deadline uh yung sumunod na grupo uh na ni attorney Howard Calieja hindi nila naabutan yung deadline so they had to file something that is called a motion to intervene and a petition in intervention so dahil late sila um kailangan nilang hingin yung permiso ng COMELEC kung pwedeng sumama na lang or mag-intervene dun sa naunang motion so actually yung final nila attorney Calieja noong lunes kailangan pang i-grant muna yun ng COMELEC to be able to you know be considered uh, an official petition so those were the petitions filed it was not a petition for disqualification those two are two those are two different things so the petition to cancel COC has one exclusive ground isa lang ang ground niya it has to have a misrepresentation it has to have have an unlawful misrepresentation in the COC that was filed by Bongbong Marcos and both petitions argue that when Bongbong Marcos said in his COC that he was eligible to run for president and that he was he has not been found liable of an offense that perpetually disqualified him from public office for them that's misrepresentation and that's ground to deny due course to his COC and cancel his COC Yes. And you mentioned uh, the, yun nga yung, uh, he was a truthful sa kanyang COC. At the center of this issue ay yung tax conviction ni Bongbong Marcos noong uh, middle of 1990s, di ba? Pwede mo ba ikwento sa amin kung tungkol saan ito? At, 19, uh, 1990s. Uh, ano yung, uh, pwede mo ikwento sa amin kung uh, ano yung important details na dapat malaman ng publiko tungkol dito? I remember you had to get official documents uh, for this to to get to get the full picture. Yan, hawak-hawak mo ngayon. Fiscal years in, in na involved dito sa decision na to happened from 1982 to 1985. This was when um, Bongbong Marcos was first vice governor of Ilocos Norte and then governor of Ilocos Norte. So nangyari yung mga years from 1982 to 1985. Uh, we can remember that in 1986, napatalsik sila no, from um, yung pamilya nila ay napatalsik from Malacanang and they had to flee the country and go to Hawaii. Uh, nung 1991 siya 
uh, chinarge, kinasuhan ng DOJ under the then President um, uh, Corazon Aquino. Ito na yung may transition na tayo sa, sa demokrasya. So, um, chinarge siya noong 1991 and then noong 1994, the Regional Trial Court of Quezon City, Branch 105, found him guilty of Two offenses. Number one, um, guilty of failure to pay income taxes or tax evasion from 1982 to 1985, and then failure to file income tax returns or, or, or ITR in the same years from 1982 to 1985. That was in 1994. And then, syempre, uh, as any convicted person, um, Bongbong Marcos appealed. And in 1997, the Court of Appeals modified the ruling of the QCRTC. So, inacquit nila si Bongbong of failure to pay income taxes, uh, but they sustained the conviction for failure to file ITR from 1982 to 1985. Um, what's uh, kind of strange from the ruling of the Court of Appeals in 1997, uh, hindi nila pinatawan ng imprisonment si Bongbong Marcos. Uh, ang ginawa lang ay pinagbayad siya ng fines amounting to 36,000 pesos base fine uh, na madadagdagan ng surcharge at interest. At yung the fact that he was not imposed a prison sentence even though when you read the tax code, kahit yung 1977 tax code kung saan kinasuhan si Bongbong Marcos, it says failure to pay, a uh, failure to file an ITR has to, uh, is punishable by both fine and imprisonment. So strange na walang imprisonment sentence sa kanya yung CA noong 1997. And then uh, from the record that we have here, um, Bongbong Marcos was supposed to appeal pa his conviction to the Supreme Court and had in fact filed a motion for extension sa Supreme Court para ma-extend yung deadline niya sa pag-file ng appeal niya. But in 2001, he withdrew his motion for extension. And so in 2001, also in August, uh, this uh, modified conviction of the Court of Appeals became final and executory. Why am I mentioning yung kawalan ng uh, imprisonment? Because uh, one of the grounds of the petition now to uh, cancel his COC is that the Omnibus Election Code says a person is not qualified to run for office if he has been convicted of a crime where he was sentenced to more than 18 months. Had the Court of Appeals imposed a sentence on Bongbong Marcos that was more than 18 months, that would have been a clear ground to be disqualified. But since walang imprisonment yung Court of Appeals ruling, then that is the gray area and that is up for legal debate kung madidisqualify siya. Yeah, and before I want to ask you about the what is the statement of the Bongbong Marcos camp regarding this petition, parang gusto ko i-question muna sa'yo. I, I know I haven't asked you this before, pero yeah. will this be possible be a ground for a future DQ case? Because of course, it's still, wala pa naman kandidato, hindi pa naman start campaign season. Possible ba siya maging grounds? Or or yung nakikita mo parang uh, strongest shot na nila is itong pag-cancel COC? Actually, yung uh, um, framing ng petitions to cancel COCs actually kind of grounded on the petition for disqualification. Kasi uh, ang ini-invoke nila is the Omnibus Election Code Section 12 where it says kung sino yung disqualify. So actually, it could be, it should be a petition for disqualification kasi you're invoking the ground to be disqualified. Uh, but um, they opted. Uh, we don't know ah, kung merong magpe-petition for a DQ. Yeah. 
pwede yun. Um, it's, it's actually a ground for disqualification. But what the two groups have opted so far is to file a petition to cancel COC or deny due course. Um, we asked this to attorney Howie Calieja uh, kasi parang sinasabi, kapag ang nangyari ay na-cancel yung COC ni Bongbong Marcos, hindi siya pwedeng i-substitute ng kung sino man. Because there is no COC to be substituted. Ngayon, kung, uh, it, if it's a petition for disqualification and the COMELEC disqualifies Bongbong Marcos, uh, then possibly he could be substituted by another person. That was one of the interpretation. And in-acknowledge naman yun ni Attorney Calieja, uh, who said, yeah, baka pwede nga rin yun. That's why they are opting to file a petition to cancel COC. Yeah. Ano naman sinasabi ng company, uh, Bongbong Marcos, regarding sa petitions na to? What has he said so far or through his spokesman? Um, Attorney Vic Rodriguez and uh, slightly si Bongbong Marcos nung naglate siya nung uh, nakaraang linggo. They're calling this a nuisance uh, petition. They're calling this the doing of um, wannabe yellow assassins, uh, wannabe yellow political assassins. Um, they are accusing Justice Scorpio to be behind uh, the moves. Uh, for the record, the first petition and the second petition do not have... Justice Carpio is either petitioner or a counsel. But Justice Carpio, as we know, has been vocal about his legal uh, take. Uh, he wrote a column. He appeared on a television show. Um, and then Attorney Calieja, of course, as we know, is a convener of Isambayan, the opposition coalition, which is supporting Vice President Lenny Robredo's candidacy. But Attorney Calieja says he is doing it for in his personal capacity and not as, as Isambayan convener. But of course, siyempre, dahil Isambayan ka... Um, you can't, uh, that perception cannot be helped. And uh, uh, he and Vice President Robredo appeared in a webinar, I think by the Rotary Club, wherein uh, Attorney Calier has said that he didn't talk to VP Lenny about filing the petition. So, dapat, um, dapat mapaghiwalay daw sila. So, that has been the response so far. Um, when you ask them of their legal take, uh, they'll just say they have yet to read the official copy, hindi pa sila nasa-servant, they will answer it in the proper forum, but they will send press releases quoting legal experts who have spoken on their, uh, in favor of them. So number one, that's um, former Justice Secretary Alberto Agra, who's a GMA DOJ secretary. Yun nga yung sinasabi niya na walang imprisonment eh. So so, wala yung ground ng disqualification. And he's saying that, isa pa kasing um, ground sa Section 12 is, you will be disqualified if you have been convicted of a crime of moral turpitude. Moral turpitude just means um, what you did was contrary to morals, justice, and fairness, and things like that. And um, Secretary, former Secretary Agra is saying, failure to file an ITR is not a crime of moral and then they got um, Attorney Nilo Divina, the dean of the USD Law School, to say that um, yung petition para daw ad hominem kasi daw it's, a, it's an attack against a character of a person rather than uh, the legal basis. Kasi um, if you read the petition, it really goes into the history of martial law, the abuses, the corruption. And in fairness naman to the conviction kasi ni Marcos has something to do with martial law rin naman talaga. Because um, he was um, elected governor, vice governor and governor when they were, uh, when his father uh, was in power. So um, Dean Divina was saying, uh, parang ad hominem kasi parang binabalik yung martial law. And that's also the line of the 
Marcos Camp. I tried to reach out to Dean Devina kasi hindi ko makita kung saan niya sinabi yon kung sinabi niya ba yon sa Marcos Camp tapos press release lang ng Marcos Camp or did he say it in an interview? Kasi yung kay Secretary Agra, he said it in a radio interview. So you could listen to it. Yung kay Dean, hindi ko makita. So I've been reaching out to him to ask him follow-ups pero hindi pa siya sumasagot. So um, if he does reply, we will follow up. We will do a follow-up. I've been reading comments sa mga stories natin and then sa mga general discussion about this issue. Nakikita ko na sentiments or comments ng mga, of course, galing sa mga supporters ni Marcos ay, bakit ito dilabas na yon or hinain ngayon? E nakatakbo naman si Marcos noong 2016. Diba, nakatakbo ko siyang senator. Uh, ano yung posibleng sagot na nakikita mo sa mga ganito mga uh, counter or rebuttal ng mga tao from his club? Hindi ako yung nakakita. Sinabi to sa petition ah. ni uh, Attorney Calieja. Una, ang sagot dyan ni Attorney Calieja ay, eh, ngayon lang namin nalaman eh, parang sabi niya. Sabi niya nga na parang, um, ngayon lang niyang election cycle nalaman na may ganitong conviction pala si um, Marcos. And actually ako din. Um, I mean, journalist naman ako noong 2016, pero hindi ko rin to alam. So, um, uh, there's that there's that there's there's that um excuse or reason na eh ngayon lang namin nalaman eh uh, but in the petition of attorney Calieja, he cites a case uh, let me just uh, read the gr number so the viewers can search for it it's gr number 193237 again that's gr number 193237 halos host versus comelec this is a supreme court on decision from 2012. So ito yung naging kaso sa kaso na to. And this is how this helps the Calieja petition. Si Dominador Halos-Hos was convicted of the crime of robbery in Cebu um, sometime in some, in 1987. He was convicted of robbery in 1987. Pero he has been able to win uh, as mayor of Dapitan Zamboanga for two rounds um, from uh, 2000 to bago 2010. So that would be 2004 and then 2007. So nanalo siya noong 2004, nanalo siya noong 2007. And actually noong 2007, um, finailan siya ng petition for disqualification. But he was not disqualified. Kasi parang nakakuha siya ng certificate of probation. Natapos na yung sentence niya. Um, and then in 2010, when he was running for his uh, third term as re-election, yung kalaban niya, akinasuhan siya ng petition to cancel COC alleging the same thing misrepresentation in the COC because he had said in his COC that he was eligible to run for mayor when in fact he was not because meron nga siyang prior conviction and what the supreme and what the comelec did actually in 2010 they canceled the COC of uh, Dominador Halosos even though nakatakbo na siya at nakapag-serve at nanalo na siya ng dalawang termino as mayor. So they canceled the COC of Dominador Halosos and naturally Halosos um, elevated it hanggang makarating siya sa Supreme Court reasoning out the same thing that I have been able to serve as mayor for two terms. So why do this to me now? Um, the Supreme Court sustained the Comelec's findings and really did cancel the COC of Halos-Hos and uh, disqualified him from running. Uh, and in this decision, nilekturan ng Supreme Court ang Comelec. Ang sabi ng Supreme Court sa Comelec, you had the administrative mandate 
to mm-hmm. investigate all the COCs that is filed in your office. Sabi ng Supreme Court dito, nobody even has to file any petition for you to have known that this man was not qualified to run. So merong ganong pangaral na kinote ang Kalieha petition sa kanilang petition sa Comelec na yun nga sinasabi dito that um, if the Comelec does not uh, fulfill its administrative mandate of motoproprio investigating every COC that is filed before it, then it would result in a, a situation where someone who is not qualified to run is able to serve two terms as mayor. So ganun. So yun yung um, kinote ng Kalieha um, petition and intervention sa kanilang petition sa Comelec. Yun nga yung naiisip ko no, na parang paano nakakarusot sa Comelec to, especially if as a high-ranking, high high-profile as Bongbong Marcos na may mga kaso siyang hinarapin na past uh, decades. No? Pero parang it begs the question na baka posible ba na dapat pagka-file lang kasi alam ko maraming discussion tungkol sa sino ba dapat ang mag-file ng for candidacy dapat pa beyond COC dapat pa mag-file din ba ng NBI clearance pero I think that's for another discussion next question can you walk us through kung ano yung possible na steps sa mga ganitong petition like hanggang saan ito aabot and Uh, possible ba umabot to? As you mentioned nga kanina, sa, aabot to possible sa SC. Pero hindi siya automatic, di ba? Actually, this would reach Supreme Court basing on the determination of the, the, those who are petitioning to cancel the COC of Marcos. Kasi kahit anong mangyari, may mag appeal eh. Let's say that the COMELEC um, denies the petitions to cancel the COC of Marcos. Um, the group of Ted Te and the group of Howie Calieja will go to the Supreme Court for sure. So, and they've said that on record. So, kung kinansel naman ng COMELEC ang COC ni Bongbong Marcos, Bongbong will for sure also go to the Supreme Court. And this is what happened to Grace Poe in 2016, kung naalala nyo. Um, she was disqualified by COMELEC in December 20, 2015 for supposedly not being a natural-born Filipino. She went to the Supreme Court and March 2016, two months before the election, lang ibinaba ng Supreme Court ang decision, um, declaring her a natural-born Filipino and eligible uh, to run for president. So uh, that's the route we're, we're looking at. For sure, aabot to ng Supreme Court. Are we already predicting how long this will take? Yung petitions to cancel the COC, sabi ni Director James Jimenez of Comelec kanina ay they are aiming na sana ma-resolve na yung mga petition na to before they come out official candidates, di ba? They're just aspirants. Um, sabi ni um, Director Jimenez kanina, they're aiming na before sila mag- uh, mag-release ng official list of candidates by December, they would have already resolved uh, the petitions, uh, the petitions not just against Bongbong Marcos, but all the petitions filed against all the um, candidates. And I think uh, Director Jimenez kanina said they have 91 petitions lodged before uh, the COMELEC. So yun. And dun naman kay Grace po, they really did uh, resolve it in December 2015. Um, siguro it's practicality also to give the litigation time to you know to to go through the judicial mill para pagdating ng botohan sa May eh wala nang parang okay na planchado na and you mentioned kanina na possible siyang na 
okay, ma- maayos nga ng COMELEC magbabasa ng decision pero most likely itataas ito hanggang Supreme Court. If abutin nito hanggang Supreme Court, maraming back and forth, ano yung posib- so posibleng mga repercussions or consequences na nakita mo? Can this cast a shadow on the overall campaign or even the whole election period as a whole? Uh, hindi lang sa kandidatura ni Marcos. Um, napagdaanan na kasi natin to noong 2016. I will just have to recall what our experience was. Um, I think the graceful uh, experience uh, affected us only in the aspect of we didn't know. Parang kunyari sa botante, parang di mo, kung if you were if you were a graceful voter, there was a time that you had to consider who your second choice would be kasi hindi ka sure kung makakatakbo yung manok mo, kumbaga, ganun. And siguro for graceful, that affected her uh, negatively um, kasi bukod sa magampanya, kailangan niyang hatiin yung resources niya sa pagharap nung kasong yun. And that's what the Marcos camp is saying that... Um, imbis na hayaan na lang daw ang COMELEC na mag-focus sana sa pag-prepare para sa darating na election, binigyan mo pa ng additional burden in um, resolving this uh, these uh, petitions. But um, that's if if you ask them. Well, if you ask naman the petitioners, uh, this is a good exercise of uh, democratic rights and, and political rights. And for them, uh, hindi, kaira, hindi karapat-dapat manungkulan bilang isang presidente ang isang tax convict. So never mind the hassle. Yeah. And with election petitions, sobrang tricky nito. No? Hindi siya straightforward lang unlike other like issues sa pinag-uusapan natin sa podcast nito. Alam ko maraming nuances din itong petitions against Marcos. Uh, hindi siya uh, strong. I mean, hindi, hindi, hindi man sabi strong, pero hindi siya agad-agad na swak or hindi mo sabi agad na uh, this will stick with Comelec or this will not stick or umabot to ang um, magiging successful or hindi magiging successful. Pero ano dapat yung i-take into consideration sa mga discourse surrounding these petitions niyan? Ano yung dapat, pinag-uusapan ng mga tao to, ano yung dapat lagi nilang alahanin na dapat hindi mawawala sa mga explanation nila or sa pag-discuss nila sa mga kapamilya nila, kaibigan nila or mga communities nila? Alright, siguro ano, the basic thing is stick to facts. Uh, Marcos was convicted in 1997 by the Court of Appeals of uh, four counts of failure to file an ITR. That's basic. Hindi uh, naman yan deny. That's very undeniable. Uh, the legal debates are very valid. Um, yung bang pagtanggal ng imprisonment, does that uh, remove the cloud of disqualification? We don't know. Is failure to file an ITR a crime of moral turpitude? We don't know. Siguro, um, it's also a welcome opportunity for us in the Supreme Court to say if Failure to file an ITR is a crime of moral uh, turpitude. Yung isang pinupunto ng Kalieha petition rests on the tax code. Kasi the tax code, both in 1977 and in the succeeding amendments in 1985 and 1997, if I'm not mistaken, nakalagay na uh, anyone who is convicted under this law, under the tax code, if if that person is a public officer, he or she will shall be perpetually disqualified from holding public office. So that's what the tax code says. So the Kalieha petition is saying, wala na nga kaming kailangang dapat misrepresentation, disqualification, kasi 
the, the law itself says when you have been convicted under the tax code, you are perpetually disqualified from running for public office. And so the COMELEC only has to do its... It, this is the petition, not me. And the, the COMELEC only has to do its job and say under the tax code, you are perpetually disqualified because that judgment has been rendered final. Yun lang naman kasi yung mahirap sa mga ganito eh. Alam mo ang dami-daming public official na perpetually disqualified from running public from running for public office but they're still in positions because their their judgments are not final yet nasa court of appeals pa yeah. or nasa supreme court pa ito um this has been rendered final so that's what the Kalieha petition uh is pointing out but kasi yung court of appeals decision does not say it it does not explicitly say that uh Marcos um uh, is perpetually disqualified from running for public office. It just says acquitted for the failure to file income tax, guilty beyond reasonable doubt for the failure to file ITR, um, ordering him to pay the BIR, the deficiency income taxes with interest, and ordering him to pay a fine of 2000 for each charge for the three counts and then 30000 for the one count. So that's 36000 And then yung pirmana ng mga justice. So, wala. Um, but the Kalieha petition says, it uh, citing some Supreme Court decisions na a judgment does not necessarily have to explicitly say that you have been disqualified from running for public office. Kung yun yung sinasabi ng batas, if that is the accessory penalty of the law, judgments need not spell it out. So that's um, one of the petitions. But again, I'm saying that the Kalieha petition is not an official petition yet because they have to seek permission for the COMELEC to accept their petition kasi late nga sila mag-file. Yeah. And Lian, uh, I'm reading your comments and I just wanted to ask you for the record kasi marami na kasabi, bakit daw si Senator Dalima pinayagang tumakbo uh, I think the re- re- election siya this time kasi uh-huh. this is the only election na nakakulong siya. Bakit siya, yeah. to- siya pinayagang tumakbo? For the record, now, let's answer that. All right. Uh, ik- disqualified ka lang if the judgment against you is final and executory. So kapag sinabi na ng Supreme Court na final na or in Bongbong Marcos's case, Court of Appeals level lang kasi hindi nga siya nag-appeal. Senator Delima has three charges. In one, she was acquitted. In two, wala pang conviction. So she has actually not been convicted by any court just yet. Yeah. She is on trial. And that's also what happens with Senator Trillanes. He was on trial for coup and rebellion when he was he ran and was elected for um for senator. And then well finally na amnesty rin naman siya. So nabura rin naman yung um conviction niya. But yeah, um you are only disqualified if the judgment has been made final by the Supreme Court or any other lower court na hindi mo na in appeal. As we speak Senator De Lima has not been convicted by any court. Yeah, so ayun, uh, I hope that's clear for our audience. Uh, Lian, uh, para sa mga audience natin na pakarating pa lang, can you give us a, uh, a siguro or just a short uh, breakdown what the, the court will need to determine uh, regarding this petition? You mentioned kanina yung mga walang, parang walang mga president pa sa mga uh-huh. sa jurisdiction natin. Ano yung dapat yung, I think you mentioned three or two? Um, well, siguro sa COMELEC muna kasi sila naman yeah. yung unang mag-decide uh, nito. Um, sa COMELEC, if we're only to base in the petitions to cancel COC, they would need to determine if matatawag ba talagang misrepresentation yung ginawa ni 
um, Bongbong Marcos. Kasi ano yun eh, it's a, it's a box sa COC na nakalagay na you are eligible to run and then you have not been held liable for an offense that disqualified you from running public office. And he ticked both boxes. And um, the petitions are saying that's misrepresentation. Siguro sasabihin ng abogado nila, hindi naman yun willful misrepresentation because as far as I am concerned, I've been able to run and win and serve in the last um, 20 years or so or 15 years or so. And wala namang sentence sa akin. So as far as I know, uh, ako ay eligible and in fact, Comelec has allowed me before. So pwede lang sabihin yun na Kung mali man yung nilagay ko sa box, that's not willful misrepresentation. Parang ganun, hindi siya deliberate. That's one defense they can say. And then, if you go into the merits, is Bongbong Marcos really disqualified under the election code? Number one, wala nga siyang sentence. So, paano yun? Uh, number two, is failure to file an ITR a crime of moral turpitude? And number three, did the tax code impose an accessory penalty of disqualification of disqualification on him that renders him ineligible to run for public office when in fact yun nga nanalo na siyang congressman governor senator and he was able to run for vice president uh, in 2016 at yun nga again dun dun pumapasok yung halosos versus comelec na sinight ng kaliha petition so if the viewers have time to read it to read that, I'm just repeating, GR number 193237. Lian, siguro ito, very existential question about the law or about the justice system. Bakit? Over the past six years, and dami-daming mga issues na uh, walang president or if mabigyan ng judgment, ay it will set precedent sa mga sa jurisdiction natin or it will be jurisdiction. Bakit ganun yung, yung laws natin na tipong <laughs> Uh, dapat, like, uh, uh, yes or no, dapat ganun, di ba, sa law, sa sinya, which law should be, ano, pero bakit yun yung tipong, imbes na yung law sa sagot, sa baka inihain ng mga petisyon, parang nagkakaroon, nag-open pa ng floodgates into questions about our laws, yung mga petitions na lumalabas uh, in the past, I'm not sure, sure hindi na to sa past six years, pero in general sa Pilipinas, bakit ganun? To have an a legal landscape, <laughs> Or to have a society where the law can be as simple as yes or no will be such an ideal society. It will be utopia. <laughs> Parang ano yun, uh, it would be an ideal world. It would be a perfect world. But uh, unfortunately, and actually, fortunately, um, the law has a lot of uh, nuances and jurisprudence is ever-changing. Parang actually, yun naman ang isa sa mga kagandahan, I guess. Uh, ng batas that it adopts to the uh, it adopts to the times. Imagine mo, wala namang right to suffrage ang mga babae. Dati, um, dati meron tayong death penalty. Uh, ano pa ba? Dati meron tayong death penalty. Um, uh, ngayon, meron ng karapatan yung mga babaeng bumoto. Uh, wala ng death penalty sa Pilipinas. Pwede na ang same-sex marriage sa Amerika. So, Maganda that the law can change and jurisprudence can change because it allows society to grow. And yung, yung, ano, yung 
disadvantage nun na nakikita nyo, yun nga, ito, na nagugulo tayo na hindi natin alam na parang bakit nakatakbo kung disqualified naman pala. Maybe that's just one of the pains that we have to live with in order to also enjoy the advantage of an ever-changing law, if that makes sense. And then the stakeholders should be vigilant to ensure yeah. na yung mga, mga ganyan na mga uh, ad sides hindi na uh, abuse or hindi na take advantage ng mga tao. Yeah, yan naman yung role talaga ng the le- not only the legal profession, hindi lang ng mga civil rights and human rights lawyers, but you know, um the civil society in general, journalists also and the general public na bantayan nyo. Um our laws are not perfect, but uh, you know, um pinaghirapan naman to ng mga framers natin. So, maganda naman yung constitution natin. So, it's uh, just up to the Filipinos to, you know, uphold the rule of law and see where it, it takes us. Yes. And for my last question, Ian, you mentioned kanina na it's not just the legal world that should be following this, also the civil society. But beyond the civil society, bakit nga ba dapat bantayan ng publiko like the general public outside you and me in our immediate circle yung mga gaytong pangyayari na hindi lang mag-file ng petition kay Bongbong but yung mga challenges sa sa candidates ng mga aspirants for 2022 bakit kailangan bantayan but bakit sad kailangan i-treat na hindi lang noise but beyond mm. noise that a process na kailangan mangyari because we deserve to grill the applicants for the highest jobs. Imagine mo tayo nga mag apply lang, nagbabayad pa tayo for NBI clearance, kung ano-anong pinapagawa sa atin, yung comprehension test sa atin. Naalala ko yung comprehension test ko for my first job. Ako, parang sumakit pa yung ulo ko kasi may fraction, may shapes and whatever. Ilang interview tayo sa salang, magpapa... Di ba magpapa-medical test pa tayo, papa-blood test pa tayo kung saan and we ano, di ba, naggumagastos tayo para doon. And that's an ordinary Filipino going through a simple job interview. So what more do we require from those applying for the most trusted and most privileged and most powerful jobs in the country? So actually, we are entitled to subject the candidates to a grilling Um, application process and if that takes uh, petitions to cancel COC or just, you know, being simply vigilant and following the news and actively participating and actually uh, and actively engaging in discussions, then we should do it kasi ang daming daming karapatan na hindi natin ma-exercise. Voting is the only, is one of the most powerful and the easiest uh, civil right that we can exercise and nobody can take it away from us and we can exercise it with our full discretion. So, bakit hindi natin ito take advantage, di ba? Yes, so, no two words said, Lian. As Lian mentioned, we should engage in discussions, discourse about the elections. If kayo mga audience namin, you want to join the discussion on elections, specifically with Raptor, pwede kayo sumali sa Facebook of Raptor. This is the page vote sa Facebook. I'll send the uh, the link either the screen yan, the screen or si, sa comment section. If gusto niyo naman na sumali sa discussion on a general Philippine issues, pwede ka sumali sa Raptor Room. You can find the link sa comment section and the screen natin. And of course, uh, thank you so much, Lian, for joining me today. Alam ko, it's been a very busy weekend and parang mas busy pa dahil malapit na ang 
campaign season, substitution. malapit na mag-file. At malapit na muna ang substitution deadline yeah. on Monday. So, yun yung ikakabisi ng lahat sa atin, tayong lahat dito. Yes. And Clean, pwede mo bang i-promote yung podcast mo? Yung, uh, when they want to, we talk, of course, we talk about the law here kanina, di ba? So, mm. baka they want to learn more about the specific issues. Uh, can you plug in your podcast? Okay, so um, please uh, search on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you get your podcast. The Law of Duterte Land podcast, it's hosted by me. Um, and our latest episode, I think, discusses human rights as an election agenda. So if you have pitches for what other topics we can discuss or um, kusinong guest yung gusto yung makita, just tag me on Twitter. Meron ba akong card rin? Parang ano, um, wish. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yan, yeah, and andyan na yung card rin, Lian. Lian Buwan. Uh, Ayan. Yeah. Ayan naman na si Jessica Villan. Yeah. Girl, so, at Lian Buwan on Twitter. Yeah, Lian naman is always online and she will always answer your tweets sa kanya. Basta hindi kayo bastos or hindi kayo troll. Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapture and News Breaks sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash support Rappler. That's rplr.co slash support Rappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.